0: Welcome to the Front Porch Talks podcast with Grayson Willis and Pastor Margaret Michael, where you'll hear inspiring stories that are filled with hope and good news in Jesus Christ.
1: Welcome to today's broadcast of Front Porch Talks. I'm Grayson Willis.
0: And I'm Margaret Michael.
1: Thanks for tuning in today, and today we're joined by Walt Adams. Uh, Walt, how are you doing today? Doing great, Grayson. How are you? I'm good, and... uh, Walt is here to share his testimony with us today, and I must make a disclaimer. This is uh, Walt known to many around here, especially around our church, as Uncle Walt. That's right. So I know his name has come up in a few different conversations, different testimonies we've done in the past, so I wanted to get that out there. But Walt, just start out telling us about where you're from and about how you grew up.
2: All right. Well, I uh, was born in Lynchburg, but I spent the first few years of my life in uh, Marion, Virginia, because I was adopted at six months of age. So uh, at about three years, Dad was transferred to Roanoke with Exxon, and, uh, which was ESSO back then. and Pretty much stayed in Roanoke until 1991, and then uh, moved with the company that I'm with uh, to Buena Vista, and then in 2001 moved to Harrisonburg.
0: So you grew up in Roanoke. Was church a part of your story growing up?
2: Oh, absolutely. Uh, I grew up in a Methodist home. My parents were very good about having us, you know, church every Sunday. Uh, but it, you know, it was, uh, and I was part of the choir, the youth choir, and then uh, along with the end of my teens. And then uh, when I got into my early 20s, I still continued. I just always felt like I needed to be at church. Yeah. But it was a church that was more religion than relational. Right. So, we, you know, it was never really discussed so much about having a relationship with Jesus as it was to, uh, it seemed like it was more important just to be there. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so, you know, it was unfortunate that I think a lot of people's stories would mirror that and that they uh, grew up in church, but they didn't grow up in a relationship necessarily. Yeah,
0: yeah. And I'm sure that there was some foundation Bible stories and things that become a part of your heritage because mm-hmm. of that, and that's always something I think is good to look back and see that wasn't wasted time, uh, no. because there was, mm-hmm. you know, you, was there anyone that just, when you think back to those days, that a Sunday school teacher or someone that kind of sticks out that was impactful in your life?
2: Well, I think my youth choir director was probably the most impactful back then, but uh because we used to actually travel around the state sometimes as a group mm-hmm. uh, during the summer, especially, yeah. and uh, and it always seemed to uh, to me to be uh, an important thing to be a part of yeah. uh, at church because uh, I felt connected to
0: something, yeah, to some community.
2: But the uh, I still felt like the whole time that there was something missing. Mm-hmm. Because even in, in my 20s when I was still going to the church there, I wasn't in a choir at that point. But I drove the church van for a few years and uh, went and picked people up that weren't able to drive to church. And uh, I was glad to be able to do that. Yeah. And at that point, uh, you know, I had friends that had walked away from church at that point. But I continued to go because I felt like there was something I needed to understand or to learn. I just couldn't figure out what
0: right. at that
1: point. Well, while you were talking about well, that, was an interesting fact something that I've never knew about you. I didn't know that you sang in the choir as a youth, and uh, so that's interesting. But you were talking about it being more about religion than relationship growing up, and so I just wondered, kind of two things. Number one, at what point did it become a relationship for you? What happened in your life where you kind of saw it go from religion to relationship, and also maybe kind of before that, what are some of the impacts or effects that it has, especially on a kid or teenager when it's more about religion than relationship? Uh,
2: For me, uh, the relationship part didn't really come around until I first came here to First Church. Mm -hmm. My first interaction, well, as soon as I walked in the door, let me start there, as soon as I walked in the door here, the church felt different from what I had been to because I'd grown up now, my church in Roanoke was a pretty good-sized church, Raleigh Court Methodist, but when Edie and I lived in, in Rockbridge County for 10 years, we attended a, a little country church, Presbyterian church, one of the oldest in the country that only had maybe 75 people show up on Sunday. Mm-hmm. So, But still, it wasn't uh, the relationship, but uh, your dad, Pastor Carey, when uh, we used to walk out the side mm-hmm. entrance instead of going up through the foyer after service, uh, he walked walked up to me and said, you look like you need a So, (laughs) And I told him, I said, absolutely. So, you know, when I got home that day, I told Edie, I said, because she had been coming here for a few months before me, Mm -hmm. and I told her, I said, there's something different about this church. Mm -hmm. And I need to keep going to figure out what it is. And, of course, the message was always relational. And, you know, I guess talking... uh, in the holiness realm and stuff, it, it just, it was stuff that I hadn't heard before. Yeah, yeah. So, it you know, but as a as a teen, if I had heard that as a teen, it would have been, I think it would have made a bigger impact on me at that point in my life. It made a big one anyway at, the, at that point uh, here. Uh, but I think as a teen, it would have been very impactful to hear that type of message.
0: You know, we have this void in our life, that religion will never fill. It's Mm -hmm. a place that only, it's a God-shaped void. Mm -hmm. And being in relationship with him through Jesus is, and getting what we need uh, from the Lord, there's a big difference than looking for something to fill a void that there's a vacuum there that only God can fill. Mm -hmm. So I think it's really interesting that you perceive that as a young boy, young man, that there was more, and that You kept searching for it. It's also impressive that Edie just started coming and kept coming. And one day you showed up, which is something that Mm -hmm. God works in ways that we can't understand. And I think just her being that, just being obedient and coming and you came along with her, Mm -hmm. I think there's encouragement probably to a few people that are listening today um, that maybe are coming and wishing someone would come with them. And it's a good thing to be an example and to show up. and Two, um, I think what Pastor Kerry said that day, uh, that just kind of stops me in my tracks because that's such a picture, I believe, of what our Heavenly Father would want, the interaction between these children, that compassion and care. Mm -hmm. Um, In a day, right now, we're in times where that's maybe a little frowned upon and we have a lot of lonely people around us because of it, but that is the desire that we would have contact and human um, contact. And I think that's the heart of God, that we would desire that contact with him too. And that's the difference between religion and relationship, right? Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. But it was a welcome uh, gesture and uh, has had an impact on me ever since.
0: That's powerful. Thank you for sharing that. Well, while
1: also, as you were talking, you were talking about you know, what you had learned from this church um, as far as holiness and that kind of stuff you wish you had known in your teen years. So I started thinking, you know, what specifically about that, if you could go back and tell your teenage self, you know, what you know now, what would you have shared with your, or what advice would you give your teenage self?
2: I guess as a teen searching, and really at that point I wasn't sure what I was searching for, but uh knowing that you know through a relationship with Christ that you know he redeems me and and, uh, and he's always there for me mm-hmm. uh, just knowing that through a relationship with him that I have eternal life mm-hmm. and uh, is something that you know I was never told as a young person, mm-hmm. or if I was, it wasn't told in a way that was that had an impact on my relationship uh, with with god and and stuff so but the uh you know to have a church that uh talks about relationship on a personal level to uh you know it's it's important it's uh because sometimes you feel you know the world feels bigger than anything else but yet God's always there right and he's faithful and uh, I can attest that he is the hound of heaven because <laughs> he has pursued me my whole life and uh, and he has me but it's uh, you know i just didn't see it up front uh, and some of that was due to my addictions when i was younger
0: it's really futile to try to be good enough to be in the kingdom right <laughs> it's well, pretty sure. hard work yeah. <laughs> well
2: you, sometimes you just don't think you're worthy right and, uh, you know something as simple as just trusting in him and believing that, yeah you know, through his sacrifice uh, for my salvation and for everybody's salvation yeah. uh, Cause he didn't do it just for you and me he did it for the world so you know it's it's upon us i guess now through the great commission to go out and tell people that's uh,
0: exactly right so what does that look like in your life you showed up here and mm-hmm. you've been very involved in ministry how has that changed how you engage others
2: well i guess initially you know, because I've been working through ushering and stuff, and that but that doesn't seem to be. I meet a lot of people with that, right? But, uh, and then when I started working with the teens uh, on 3D on Sunday night, uh, that was pretty impactful uh, because you're working with people that are want they're wanting to know. Yeah, uh, they're looking for things too, and then uh, I guess about four years ago when uh, PK decided he wanted to uh, pursue the celebrate recovery uh, because when he first asked me to go to the meeting in in Maryland he didn't tell me where I was going or what I was going for. (laughs) Uh, But I said yeah I would go and then of course when I got on the bus you were there Pastor Margaret and and were other people But uh, so we get up there and an hour into it after hearing a testimony or two that was just floored me mm. uh, from people, I knew why I was there. Yeah. I knew that's where I belonged. And uh, Celebrate Recovery has been a big part of my life since then, uh, uh, whether it's working with the teens. Uh, because at first I didn't know where I belonged in Celebrate Recovery, but I felt like uh, one day God was telling me that. You know your issues started in your teens, so mm. uh, maybe you can start there. Yeah. And uh, and I know we've had some uh, some positive results from that. Uh, yes. So it's uh, but now working with the adults because we all have hurt hangups and habits. So yeah. Uh, but it's been important. It's been uh, a ministry that speaks to me in every way possible. Really. Uh, yeah. About the love of Christ for us and uh but the program uh is just uh it can be one of the most uh rewarding things to go through it's it's, mm. it's scary to go through some of it uh because you learn things about yourself that yeah. you didn't really want to bring <laughs> out uh you're like you know I don't need to talk about that I, I lived it, but i you know you're holding all that stuff
0: in, yeah. And, And it really is a place just to process. No one's here to fix you. Um, It's a safe place to process some of those things. And in the processing of it, I think that we learn from one another as we sit around, um, you know, in our groups. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just recently uh, we had someone at this table that testified to what it's meant in his life. And he even brought you up, you know, that you are such a mentor to him. And that's what it's about. Like, it's not just us learning about the tools and the resources to help us. It doesn't make life better all of a sudden, but it gives us tools and resources to deal with life as it comes at us. And not only that, but then it teaches us how to be there for others as they go through their hard times.
2: Absolutely. Because uh, we all have hard times at one time or another. And that's
0: the one thing I think has been a stigma of CR
2: is uh, a lot of people feel it's for drug and alcohol addicts. Right. Well, That's just a small part of it. Yes. Uh, everybody in this church has a hurt hang-up or habit right. of some type. And can benefit from what they can learn uh, by going through the steps. and and just uh, having God with them the whole way uh, because he can take the
0: burden. Right, yes. And sometimes, like you said earlier, we don't even realize what we carry, the pain we carry, the things that just seem like they're such a part of our life that they'll never, you Mm -hmm. know, we'll never be able to work through. And um, I know that I have certainly been able to work through some things, and I'm sure... You testified of to that, too. So it's good. And you know what? You don't have to be a part of this church to come, Absolutely. which is the beautiful thing. We have we have people from all denominations mm-hmm. um, that are here. And, you know, some of our leaders are not Nazarenes, um, but they're good. here serving, serving our community. Um, it's not just us, but it is a community thing. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing that I really appreciate. About the program, absolutely.
1: Well, would you like to share? I know you mentioned that helping with the youth, whether it be three D or CR, and now helping with uh, the mm-hmm. adults in CR, just some of the ways that it has uh, had an impact on your life.
2: Well, the the impact that it's had the most of is uh, just the reward of seeing other people that are looking for answers, mm. uh, just seeing them like, uh, you know, when Gabriel, mine uh, was baptized out in front of church a couple of years ago yeah. on our evening baptism that week, uh, which was awesome, uh, that we had that many people show up for that. Uh, you know, and he said that, uh, his leaders in, in, the, the landing, which was the team program in mm-hmm. CR, uh, had an impact on him making that decision. That was, you know, that's a reward that you just don't expect uh, to hear. Um,
1: mm.
2: It means a lot. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't look at that from a, a self-satisfaction standpoint. I look from it as a standpoint of, you know, God's got another one. Uh, yeah. So it's not, it's not me. It's him. You know, uh, but the program follows his. Teachings and and, uh, that type of stuff is impactful and and has been. And and I think when some of the other teens see that, they want to have that Mm -hmm. same satisfaction and the same gratification uh, of helping somebody that you know that's looking for answers.
0: Yeah. uh, Yeah. Gabriel said at this table. Not too awful long ago, before he took off for the world race and shared his testimony, and mm-hmm. um, that did have a huge impact on him. CR did have a huge impact um, on his life, and just so grateful um, that we're here and able to do that uh, to be that um, light uh, for those that are looking for answers and looking for healing in the places that they have brokenness.
1: Absolutely.
0: Uncle Walt, uh, you talked about the impact
1: that CR had had on your life, and Pastor Margaret mentioned how it's open to anybody in the community, anybody's invited to come to it. So maybe if somebody has been on the fence about coming, maybe they've heard about it and just not sure. You mentioned how it's for everybody, and everybody has a hurt habit and hang up. But just uh, what words of encouragement would you have for them if they're on the fence about coming or getting involved? Well, it's not like
2: a traditional 12-step program. 12-step program, you go through the 12 steps, and, and I guess you get a diploma. I don't know. I've never been through one. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we have 12 steps. Uh, we do, you know, the CR follows the Beatitudes. Uh, but uh, the thing is, God has the answers, and, mm-hmm. and God is the answer mm-hmm. to your problems. And mm-hmm. he doesn't judge you. For whatever you have, whatever you carry, whatever you're dealing with, it's uh, he's nonjudgmental. We're nonjudgmental. Uh, you know, like our program says, what's what's shared in the group stays in a group. Uh, but it's just such a, a, it's like a family. Once you mm. join CR, you, yeah. you know, you become a CR family, and it's not. You have people that look out for you, you know, and uh, that are genuinely thankful you're there and are wanting to help in any way possible to uh, help you through the program. And uh, it's uh, it's just such a freeing program to be able to go through and to realize that you're not being looked at as a drug addict or a, a sex addict or whatever problems you're there for. That's irrelevant. You're there because God's looking to help you. And uh, and it's just uh, it's such an important thing to have is to have that non-judgmental and to realize that you know if you don't make it great we're still there for you uh, you know a lot of us have had relapses mm-hmm. and uh, but each time you have one you come out stronger I think and uh, if you stick with the program but it's it's a program that is oriented to everybody. It's not, but it's just a just a, a program that has meant so much to so many people because it's been around, what, 25 years yeah, or so. Yeah.
0: Uh, it works.
2: It it's, works, cute. and it, it has worked for thousands of people yeah. all across this country and the world, really. But uh,
0: Something that we you hear a lot is, this is my forever family. And, you know, there are folks that come that they may be in a place where they have made some decisions or even family maybe made some decisions that weren't good and they're estranged and quite honestly that's where I was at one point like and I understand that but I I, you know I remember saying hey we need to do this because people are broken well when I started going through it I realized that I had some things I'd never that got unearthed. They kind of surprised me, but man, um, I I know that uh, my life has been changed uh, by that. And so, it is it is a forever family. And some people come for a season and aren't here for a long time. And other people they've been around a few years. And it's so much fun to see them grow and become leaders and just become a part of helping other folks. People that never thought that they would ever be a leader. Um, So it's good. Well,
2: Well, I know when I first came, it was, you know, I thought I was here for God to help me through my drug and alcohol addiction. mm And uh, when we were going through step study, I felt like God told me uh, when I was looking at my answers one time on one of our weekly lessons, that he was like, you know, you're not here for drug and alcohol, you're uh, you're here for other issues. anger and control and stuff mm. and I was like, "Whoa, where did that come from?" Yeah. But, you know, it's the Holy Spirit just convicting you. <laughs> yeah,
0: but that's the uh, thing. And we were open.
2: But, you know, it allowed me to start working on those issues. So
0: Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Um, sometimes I see people enter uh weekly and be here and be a part and I don't maybe no, I wouldn't have just heard that. Um, since we have women groups and men groups, we don't really hear what's happening. On So thank you for sharing those things. Is there anything else about that that you would like to share that we haven't asked you about?
2: I know that uh, through through the steps that we've gone through that, uh, you know, God has shown me the areas of control and anger, and, and a lot of that stems from pride. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, and I know pride's not a good thing in heaven, so... <laughs> uh, it's not something God looks the, on uh, with a smile. So, but you know, I've been able to work on it, and uh, yeah. and I'm still working on it. It's
0: it's a work in progress, and uh, and I'm in for you know in for the long haul. So yeah.
2: it's uh, we'll get through it.
0: And I think that's it. We sometimes we can't. Well, we can never work through something that God hasn't revealed to us, and it's putting ourselves in a place where He can. Not that he can speak other places, of course, but just being able to see that and begin to work on it. And you know, praise God, Lamentations three um, tells us that his mercies are new every day. and uh, he is a gracious God. So I think what has helped me so much, and I kind of you haven't said this, but I, I believe this is probably true, that not only has it helped you, but it, it helps you in your relationships with others. As you begin to Absolutely. see things a little bit different and see it through the lens that God's teaching you through, and yeah. it makes our it makes our world different
2: well you know we're we're good at compartmentalizing our past
0: yeah and
2: filing things away in our head and uh c r is a good venue to uh explore those areas and uh bring things out that you've been uh repressing
0: Mm, that's good
2: Uh, because you know as long as you repress it it holds power on you and once you get it out in the open uh, you know as we say to God to someone I know yes uh, it's powerful and freeing you from that hurt hang up or
1: habit. Well, Walt, as you've been talking, I've just it's kind of neat. I actually had the privilege of partnering with you and uh, ministering with the youth or to the Mm -hmm. youth or uh, serving the youth, whatever terminology, for a few years. And it was a privilege. And I'm just thinking back, some of the students that we had in our group are now leaders. Mm -hmm. And I know some of them you had not just in 3D, but also in CR, in the landing. And, uh, I mean, we mentioned Gabriel already, but also... uh, Orion, and he's helped with CR, and now Sean Caballero Mm -hmm. is helping with 3D. So, uh, I mean, we probably, you won't know till heaven, and we already mentioned somebody else that we've had. uh, We didn't mention his name, but somebody else that we've had on the program Mm -hmm. that mentioned your name and his testimony and how you had really been a mentor to him. So uh, I'm glad that we uh, finally have been able to get you on here to share your testimony, because I know you've, your story and your influence has had a huge impact on many people.
0: Yeah, and I I think it's really um, interesting, too, that in your teenage years, it was really important to be a part, that's where you were impacted probably the most in the church, and how God uses that then to, he gives us passion um, to serve in those areas where we can relate where you know we were when we were searching. So thank you.
2: Well I'll admit, you know, working with teens was great. They're challenging, but you know <laughs> uh, and that's only because of the generational difference now, but uh, but it was rewarding. Yeah. And, you know, and uh, you know every night when I left here I felt like something was accomplished. Yeah.
0: Well and you know when we come in and People are here to, they're here to get help. So they're not where they want to be. And so sometimes we can be, you know, those challenges can be tough. But longevity and relationship and just staying the course, um, it is with, it's great joy um, just to see uh, some of the teens from the landing and from the youth group that you've worked with and see them in ministry. And it brings joy to my heart today to see that and just to realize um, how God placed you here someone reached out to give you a hug and you've extended that love to others around here. It's good. Well, you know, like, it, like the story says,
2: it's, it's not the 99. It's the one. Right. So, uh, it's rewarding if just one, right. uh, feels God's love and feels God's, uh, love for his, you know, for him or her or whatever. And, mm-hmm. in, uh, in their life and their, and that they feel purpose. Yeah. For that. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's a it's a great thing.
1: Yeah, amen. And that's a great message that you know God died for the whole world, but if we were the only one, He still would have died. He loves us each individually. And uh, I know a lot of times, and you said this that one of the greatest impacts that uh, ministering and CR has had on you has seen the change in other people's lives. And you know, a lot of times when we're serving, we get a blessing too. Mm-hmm. You know, just by seeing others being blessed and ministered to. Well, thank you for joining us on Front Porch Talks today. It's been great to have you and hear your story.
2: Thanks for having me. Glad we could do it.
1: Thank you for listening to today's broadcast. I pray as you've heard Walt Adams' testimony that it's been a half hour of hope for your life. May God bless. Front Porch Talks is sponsored by Church of the Nazarene Harrisonburg in partnership with Sunshine Ministries.
0: Thanks for listening to today's podcast of Front Porch Talks. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe for updates and the latest episodes. Also, if you're in the Harrisonburg-Rockingham County area, we invite you to listen on the radio each Sunday at noon on 1470 AM or 102.1 FM WBTX.